You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey y'all, welcome back to episode 146, my number one rule about thriving. All right, today before we get started, I want to let you know about something exciting. I have a special free workshop that I am going to be hosting soon. Um, Many of you know that I do speaking events like at conferences and grand rounds and to to different groups. And I, I recently gave a talk to a small group and I thought that I would share it with you guys because they found it really, really helpful. So I am going to host a kind of a, a replay, but live, okay? <laughs> because we didn't record it. It was just a small group that I gave a talk to. So um, so I'm going to be doing a special workshop called Regain Control of Your Life as an OBGYN. And I will host it live on Zoom on August 20th at 730 uh, Central, 730 PM Central. And in this workshop, I'm going to be teaching you the strategies that you need to regain your sense of control um, and and find long-term success in this life as an OBGYN, okay? And that sounds really broad, but (laughs) I promise you, I am going to give you um, some really good tools and some good strategies for how to do that. And it's a workshop. So we're going to be kind of like working through that together. Um, I have a workbook that we will be uh, working on as well. But for me to be able to send that to you, you have to register. (laughs) So I want you to go to coach-miles.com forward slash regain control. All one word, regain control. And the info is there. The, you know, the when and what we'll be doing is all there. And there's a little button where you can click it and it'll take you over to the like Zoom registration page. That way you can securely register. And that way I can send you an email the day of with your workbook that we'll be kind of working through during the workshop. So you definitely want to register early, number one, so you don't forget. <laughs> and number two, so I guess I you this workbook, which um, I think that you're really going to like. Um, so definitely, definitely go over to coachashmiles.com forward slash regain control and register, okay? Because this is, this is a workshop that I think is super helpful no matter what point you are in your career, um, whether you're just starting out, whether you're counting the days to retirement, it doesn't matter, okay? This is something that you can apply this to no matter where you are at, um, in your career, okay? Um, Whether you are doing well at work, whether you are not doing well at work, okay? Whether you're kind of frustrated with how things are going, whether you're looking for a new job, whether you're totally happy with where you're at, but you want to make sure that you continue to be happy long-term, this is the workshop for you, okay? And so um, so once you get there, like I said, you go to the website, you enter in your info after you click the little button and it takes you to the Zoom page, okay? And you enter in your info. That's gonna put you um, on an email list so that I can send you um, that workbook. So if you register day of, you're not gonna probably get a copy of that workbook until after, okay? Um, so just so you know, so you don't miss out, <laughs> okay? Um, and so so you gotta get on the list early enough for me to send you the workbook, which is like the day before, okay? So August 19th is when you need to, re- need to register by, okay? Um, okay, so I'll also put the link in the show notes so that you can go and just uh, look up this episode and click on that link and go straight there. Okay. All right. 
So today I want to talk about something that I have held close to my heart for a long time and haven't really talked about here yet. And that is a rule that I made for myself very early on whenever I was really burnt out and just starting this whole journey. And I want to share that with you today because I think that it will help you too, whether you are burnt out or not. This rule, I think, is um, something that you can apply. And I think that, um, I don't know, it's kind of a interesting evolution to this rule, okay? It's kind of been the same rule this whole time, but it has meant a lot of different things as I've gone through this journey. And so, so I want to kind of take you on that journey with me, okay? So when I first decided that... I really need to figure out like this burnout and what's going on. I was at the point where I had already, if you, if you remember back, if you've heard this story before, you know, um, I had already basically been at the bottom of the barrel is kind of what I say. I quit my job. I started a new job, um, that was supposed to be the fix. Okay. It was supposed to be better in every way. And for a lot of things, it was, meaning a better job, right? So there was better pay, there was less call, there was better, like a better charting EMR. Um, I even had a scribe, so like I didn't have to do as much charting, like everything was improved, okay? So like all the things that we typically look for, like in a contract, everything was better. So when my burnout <laughs> continued to follow me or kind of uh, was there with me, right? Um, because I brought my brain with me. Um, my burnout was there. I was like, okay, like I made the decision that I can't keep living like this or I'm going to like continue on a downward spiral and probably either leave medicine or worse, you know? And so, so I was like, okay, I have to figure this out. So I spent actually a lot of time researching burnout because that's what we do. We are physicians. So if we need to fix something, especially, you know, something that's like human related, we, we go to the research, right? We go do all kinds of research. And so I, I did just that. I started researching and everything that I looked at at that point basically just said, do yoga <laughs> or be more mindful. And I was like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> I don't want to fucking do yoga. <laughs> like me doing some stretches, like, and I tried it a few times. Don't get me wrong. Okay. <laughs> I had some, I had some, like, I went to a few yoga classes. I had some yoga DVDs. I was like, I would get so angry a few stretches <laughs> about how I wasn't good at it. <laughs> so I was like, this is bullshit. And at that point, I was really frustrated and angry with essentially everything. I mean, that was part of my burnout, as I now know, right? Part of my burnout in my chronic survival mode was fight mode. <laughs> and I wanted to fight ACOG and fight the AMA and their stupid websites <laughs> for the terrible advice or the lack of advice. There was a large lack of advice around that time um, that they were giving me. And that was like back before ACOG really started to, you know, do anything around burnout. And so a lot of the information I was getting was, you know, on the AMA's website um, and a lot of just like articles that were like, like op-ed type pieces or 
um, you know, physician written type blogs or online newsletters. Okay. And so it was like back before wellness week was even a thing. Right. And so everything I kept stumbling upon was kind of that sense of thing, right? Like, oh, you should take some time to yourself, do some yoga, be more mindful, whatever the fuck that means, right? And so (laughs) that's what I thought back then, okay? Um, And so the other example or the other thing I kept stumbling upon were articles and op-eds and blogs that often referenced the same example. And this example was Essentially, like if you're flying on a plane and something bad happens, you put your oxygen mask on first before you help other people to do so. Okay. And I saw this example used time and time again, along with the yoga thing. And basically all of these articles said in a much nicer way, of course, that we as physicians should should help ourselves before we can help other people on the crashing plane, right? By putting our mask on first. We have to take care of ourselves first before we can, uh, you know, save the rest of, of the, you know, people on the flight, right? Otherwise, we can't properly help all those people around us, right? If we don't care for ourselves, then those around us will go without care. And if we pass out due to lack of oxygen first, we won't be able to help all those other people on the plane at all, <laughs> And so in my, I I say this like with jest, right? Like I can laugh about it now, but I was really actually very angry (laughs) at these types of very well-meaning articles. So if any of you out there wrote one of these articles, like I, I I don't criticize that at all. Okay. I, I appreciate your well-meaningness and your love for your fellow physician for writing that. Um, just as I appreciate anyone who's ever suggested to do yoga, um, I I enjoy yoga now. (laughs) Okay. Back then I just, I was so easily frustrated. And so I would get so angry and I was just angry at a lot of those, a lot of different things really. And in my kind of chronic survival mode, AKA burnt out state, I didn't really give a shit about other people. (laughs) Okay. I, I cared about my family. I cared about my kids. Okay. My loved ones. But at that point, caring for other people, (laughs) I essentially had thoughts like, well, everyone else can just go to hell. (laughs) I really, and that sounds crass to say, but like, that's where my brain was at. And I really think that, um, I, I, I really think that that was just a state of how my brain was, right? Like, you know, the burnout you're, you're in chronic survival mode. You're literally stuck in a mode of just trying to survive in your brain. And that's it. You're just trying to survive. You, and so you can't always relate to truly wanting to care for others when you are there. And so that may sound crass of me to say that, but it's true. Okay. The Hippocratic oath of, of, you know, putting everybody before yourself and caring for your patients first, like that goes out the window when you're just trying to survive yourself. And I got really mad about this even though I didn't know burnout was chronic survival mode, right? I knew that I thought this was bullshit. <laughs> uh, you know, these articles, they, they were telling me that I should take better care of myself and figure this shit out so I could then go on helping other people. And at that point, it really felt like a kick in the gut whenever I would read this oxygen mask example over and over again. It, it kind of felt like, you know, like probably this very well-meaning physician out there writing this article 
And maybe they hadn't been burnt out before. Is kind of what I questioned, right? And maybe they had. I, I was just in, in, you know, in that fight mode. I was ready to fight. And it felt like someone was just telling me that I needed to fix myself so I could get back to work and continue doing what I was supposed to do as a physician, right? Like, get yourself right, shut up, and get back to work is really what I kind of took that to mean almost, which is not true, I realize, I know. Um, and, you know, I, I think that it, it really led to me, I don't know, getting angry, but it also led to me um, setting a rule for myself, okay? And this is the first rule that I had set for myself, um, and I have a lot of rules for myself now, so these are, you know, different thoughts and beliefs that I want to live by, right? And so the first rule that I have for myself whenever I was researching that burnout and really diving into how to, how to address burnout or fix it, before I even, you know, knew about coaching, the very first rule I set for myself on this journey was this. I told myself, okay, Amanda, you thrive for yourself and no one else, okay? And that was it. You thrive for yourself and no one else. Because even then, I could I could start to see that medicine had really conditioned my brain to always put everyone else first and always do everything I could to care for others. And so even in those early days, I could see that my brain was conditioned that way and yet that conditioning, which led me to overwork to the point of exhaustion and beat myself up constantly um, when I, everything, you know, wasn't perfect and just feel so defeated that, you know, it, that I got a bad patient review, you know, those types of conditionings of like wanting to be like the best or wanting to be a good doctor, have that good doctor syndrome we talked about last week, right? Um, You know, that conditioning, I could just kind of start to watch that that was why I was always saying yes. And I was always agreeing to more and I was always working extra. I wanted to go above and beyond. I could see that happening. And it was kind of like my brain and all of its survival mode glory started kind of pointing that out. Like, uh, so wherever you're trying to survive and things aren't really going so great, but you just agree to take on more work. <laughs> it's like my brain was questioning itself almost like started to point out like, hey, this isn't good for survival, Debbie. <laughs> you're, in, you're in survival mode and you're, you're doing more. You're, you're, you're taking on more work. Okay. And so I started to see how really no one else out there in the world was making me take on more. No one else was making me go above and beyond to take care of more people. No one else was beating me up when things weren't perfect. All of that was internally driven. And when I began to notice that, I think that is where some of my anger probably came from too. I was angry at myself and I was angry at medicine for like teaching me that this is how I'm supposed to be a good doctor. Like there was no winning. Right. And so, and that's how we are. We're, we're taught that we need to, you know, keep doing all these things to try and keep other people happy and to take good care of them and to prove ourselves as a good doctor. We, we don't know any other way. Right. So reading about the oxygen mask, I decided, nope, (laughs) that is not what I need. I do not need to rescue myself just so I can get back to work or so I can help more people, right? That sounded awful at that time. It sounded like more work. (laughs) So I made that rule for myself. Thrive for yourself and no one else. Thrive for yourself, no one else. And the argument 
you know, I, I know will always be, yeah, but you have to put yourself first. And to that I say, yes, and <laughs> you cannot do this work and be successful if the reason that you want to feel less stressed or feel less frustrated at work or feel less burnt out, if the reason behind that is so that you can then take care of more people, that can't be the why, okay? So yes, put yourself first, 100%. And also, <laughs> you need to find a why that isn't for other people, okay? It's kind of like if you decided to go make any change in your life, if you're doing it for other people, it likely won't work or won't go well because it's not an authentic thing that, that you are really driven to do, right? It's like trying to lose weight for someone else or trying to be vegan for someone else, right? It's a big decision. It's a big change. And you can do it for a while. We're used to doing, you know, hard things for quite a while and just kind of pushing through, right? But after a while, when times get challenging, the why behind that decision to make change isn't going to be strong enough if it is about someone else. Okay. The why behind any change that you ever decide to make needs to be about you. It needs to be your why, not about your patients, not about your patients or other people. Okay. When I made this rule, I was also in a state of mind that was very, I don't know how you say like, fuck medicine. <laughs> Sorry, the F-bombs are frequent today, y'all. So hopefully you don't have kids in the car. You know, so, so this rule, whenever I made it, was also kind of this dagger that I, I held towards my job at the time. When I thought, you know, this rule, I said it out loud, it was with an angry tone. <laughs> like, Amanda, you throw for yourself and no one else. <laughs> right? Because I wanted to be the one responsible for my thriving, not my new job. Right? And I wanted to be in charge of me. Right? Because remember, like, I took on this whole new shiny better job thinking that would fix things. And then to my chagrin, a few months in, I was not better, right? And so I realized really quickly that even if you have a better job, it doesn't mean you will feel better because you take your brain and all the the thought patterns and beliefs that are leading you to overwork, all those things about wanting to prove yourself or wanting to be perfect, right? All that comes with you to the new shiny, better new job, right? And so so I realized this. I knew that my my job wasn't responsible for how I felt for the first time. And damn it, once I realized that, I was not going to let medicine or my job be responsible for my thriving after, right? I knew I was going to figure this out one day, and I sure as hell wasn't going to let my job be the reason that I was doing all of this, because there's more to life than medicine, and fuck medicine is what I would have added on back then, <laughs> right? And, and so it, it was like, no, there's more to life than this job. And it's not going to claim the credit. I thrive for myself and no one else. And so I wanted to be able to thrive despite my job or maybe to spite my job. <laughs> it's really probably what it was. And that fact, I think, is still is still true, right? Medicine as a system is broken. I do believe that. I, I believe that there are a lot of us out there that are trying to improve it and that we are making very slow, but maybe hopefully steady change. But I also believe, I, I know that I can thrive despite the system being broken, 
I know that because I thrive for myself and no one else, right? And so no matter how shitty the situation is around me, I know that I can still be okay in the end. I can still thrive. And that applies to a lot of things, y'all. That applies to, wow, that was a shit show of a delivery or a, a, a terrible complication during my surgery. I know that I will eventually be okay, even though this situation is really shitty. Okay. And so it's kind of this, it's kind of morphed into, okay, I thrive for myself and no one else. And, and that's a really special thing because it's, it's turned into, Hey, I've got my own back. I know I'm going to be okay. Even if someone else says that I, I caused something bad to happen and they sue me and I, you know, and I, I have to go to court and all these things, right? Um, I know that I can be okay even whenever bad shit happens because I've got my own back. And what a change that is, y'all. And guess what? I know that you can do this too, friend. And that's why I'm sharing this rule with you today. And that's what I want for you. I want you to find your inner happy gynecologist, even though your job is nowhere near perfect, even though your call schedule sucks, even though your admin is a nightmare. Because if I can do it, so can you, friend. I'm no different. You're no different than me. So I want you to just go ahead and plan on coming to my workshop so I can help you start doing that. Okay, I'll teach you exactly what you need to know to regain your sense of control in life as an OBGYN, which is what you need to be able to do to thrive for yourself and no one else. Okay, so go register. This is, this is the moment. Go register. Coach-miles.com forward slash regain control. That link will be in your show notes as soon as you end this podcast. All right, friends. I will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six-month coaching program, The Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.